Hi, and welcome to the Days Gone podcast. I'm Claire Weaver, a screenwriter, author, and Days Gone fan, and this podcast is a place to discuss the game in all its glory, share my opinions, both popular and unpopular, and listen to me fangirl over one of the best games ever made. There will be spoilers ahead, so continue at your own risk. Welcome to The Freak Show. Happy New Year! I hope everyone had a great holiday season. Today on the podcast, I'm getting back to basics and revisiting my first ever episode in which I tried to put my finger on why we love Days Gone. My guest today is a retired professional wrestler, a lifelong gamer, and of course, he's a lover of Days Gone. Welcome to the show, Joey Image. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much for having me. I'm ex- very excited about this. I was so excited when I found when I found your uh, your podcast because I wanted to do a Days Gone podcast for a while. And I just I just don't have the time right now, so I'm like, oh, it's never gonna get done. It's never gonna get done. And then I think I saw it in the Reddit, maybe, um, or no, I saw I saw the username Days Gone Pod, and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, I'm missing something here. So I looked <laughs> it up on Apple. I'm like, oh my god, and I binged listened to all of it. Uh, I think. Uh, maybe by the time I found it, you were already up to seven or eight episodes, something like that. So I just, you know, and the early ones are, some of them are like 12 minutes or 15 minutes. Some of them are like seven minutes. Yeah. So I'm like, I need more. I need more. <laughs> so I binge listened to all of them right in a row. And then I'm like, ah, I got to wait a week again. Now it's like when you binge watch a TV show. Now you have to wait a week and you catch up to like the live, you know, you have to wait a week now. And I'm like, oh man, now I got to wait a week. But now I listen every week. Unfortunately, I haven't heard this week's yet, but I listen every week and I love it and I'm so happy someone's doing it. Oh, well, I I appreciate that. And, you know, I started this podcast just because I love Days Gone and I love talking about it. And I know the early episodes were very, (laughs) very unstructured. And I basically just (laughs) turned on my microphone and just rambled and was like, I love this game. It's awesome. I love, you know, I love Schizo. I love all these characters. I love this. I love that. (laughs) You got to start somewhere. And I mean... Especially if you're doing a one-person, you know, a one-person show. I mean, I know the first few before you had guests on. I mean, you gotta just put yourself out there, man. Yeah, yeah, and kind of like learn as you go. And yes. I mean, once I started having guests on, that yeah. was really where for me, it's like the podcast kind of found its own voice. Yeah, I love Spawnicus Rex. I've I've watched uh, his YouTube for a while now, and uh, when at first time I saw his name pop up in your description, I'm like, whoa! I I don't know that guy, but I I seen his stuff and i think he's awesome so i'm a huge fan of that guy i think it's really cool and i uh personally want to thank you for having guests because just like the, i don't remember their names but the bike guy and Josh. uh and the other guy there was another guy i forget i don't know i forget <laughs> um uh video games and coffee that guy daniel uh i love that guy I, I spoke to that guy in the reddit also uh i think it's awesome that you have um what's the word i don't not nobodies but like Regular people that just yeah. just video game players like I don't have to be a famous guy or I don't have to work for Bender or I don't have to be Sam Witwer or whatever. It's like, hey man, you like this game? Yeah, let's talk about it. It's it's yeah. I think it's totally cool. So I want to personally thank you for that because it's just such a cool. Uh, uh, I don't know what the word is. It's just a cool thing. It's a cool gesture. I guess is like the right word I'm looking for. I have discovered that the Days Gone community exists which i didn't know it existed i didn't i didn't really know much about the gaming world and gaming community um right. you know not to not to sound like a, a sad loser but i like the kind of <laughs> games where i just play them on my own and you know like story based single player games i don't do a lot yes. of 
gaming, you know, multiplayer and things like that. Right. So I just would play games and enjoy them. And then that was it. And then when I found Days Gone, I was just like, this game is just too fucking good to keep yeah. to myself. I have to tell everyone right. about it. I have to find other people to talk to about this game. And I didn't know anyone in my real life that had played it. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's just start a podcast. And, and you know, maybe I'll meet some other cool people who also like Days Gone. And it right. turns out there are a lot of people who love yeah. this game. And it's <laughs> everyone I talked to is like, yes, this is the best fucking game. Like, this yeah. has ruined all other games for me. I play this constantly. I can't move on. Like, it just, it just fucking hooks you. And I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I do want to talk with you about why we love it and get into yeah. that but i have a few do you know how many first. here's here's a trivia question for you Ooh, do you, do you know how many times i don't know if we talked about this so you probably don't know but i don't know um do you know how many times i've actually bought the game <laughs> no oh we no. do we not talk i thought no, we, we, we may have talked about so i've bought this game four times now so i i bought the original when it came out i pre-ordered it mm -hmm. the 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 regular standard edition whatever it's called for ps4 uh fell in love with it bought the so that was 60 bucks as i pre-ordered so regular 60 dollars price tag then i went out and bought the 120 dollars collector's edition because i fell in love with it the big box thing it's back there in my my geek closet uh then it came out for pc so i bought that as well and then a friend of mine had been wanting to play it for months and just he's a podcaster as well uh he just didn't have time and uh he's like well you know what am i gonna do it's it's it was on some kind of steam sale and he was like, you know, I really want to get it. It's on sale, but I just don't have time. You know, down the line, I'll get it. So I bought it and gifted it Aww. to him through Steam. So that's my my four purchases of Days Gone. <laughs> Not to mention like the the memorabilia and stuff that I've bought so far yeah. for my collection. But I thought I thought we had mentioned I'd mentioned that before. I'm sorry. No, no, that's that's awesome. So like I said, I do want to get into why we love Days Gone, and and I want to know like how you discovered it and what you love about it. But first. You're a retired professional wrestler. I want to ask you about that because I know nothing about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to like take this opportunity to ask you, what should I know about wrestling? What am I missing <laughs> out on? Um, it's probably in my, this is of course my opinion, but it's probably the, uh, I, I don't really like the term performance art, but that's kind of what it is. But it's, in my opinion, it's the greatest form of uh, performance art on the planet uh, as far as live action. And it's not, I also don't like the F word. People say it's fake. It's absolutely, I broke my neck and my spine. I've had two spinal surgeries already. My oh, left shit. knee is bad. I've had surgery on that. I have a torn labrum in my left hip. Uh, if any of that is fake, God, I would love to uh, send someone else the bills for those. Um <laughs> Um, it's, it's a male soap opera. That's the way it was described to me growing up. Um, so that's probably the, the best way to put it. That's definitely doesn't sound fake. I just all sound so painful. Why do it? Passion. That's what I love to do. It's what I loved as a kid growing up watching it. Um, I, I could, I could tell you the moment that, that made me want to become a wrestler was I was at a live show in New York. I was, uh, I think it was. 1982 maybe so i was uh actually no it wasn't i went hold on i was born in 77 right so that means so i wasn't 82 because i'd be five years old uh 87 sorry i was 10 years old my brother took me to my first live event 
one of the bad guys was outside the ring. Some kid yelled, you suck. And I'll never forget this. I swear to God, I'll never forget this until the dad died. The bad guy turned around, pointed at the kid, and yelled, shut your goddamn mouth. Like, loud. And I was maybe five or six rows back, and the kid instantly started crying. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever, that this guy just made this kid cry with, like, one word. I'm like, I want to do that when I grow up. So, <laughs> and, so what kind of – you, you were, like, a bad guy kind of character, oh yes. right? Yes, the entire time. Uh, I wrestled, so I, I wrestled in ring before I got hurt. I wrestled for 15 years. There was only maybe seven or eight months where I was a good guy, but it wasn't really, oh, people can't see the air quotes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm doing air quotes, folks. Listen for the <laughs> listeners. Um, the, the good guy thing is not really fun. Like I have to shake everyone's hand and kiss babies and hug people and stuff. It's like, eh, okay, I get it. I could just do that anyway, you know, but if I get to go out there and like spit on somebody or like. I used to do this thing where I would fake snot rocket on somebody. <laughs> Wait, how and, do you uh, fake that? Well, instead of doing it for real, so I would still make the motion where I put my hand to my nose, but instead of actually doing it, I spit. So oh, you just okay. do it. If you do it quick enough and if you time it right, it looks real. So people would, I, I, I mean, I didn't, a lot, oh, all right, most of the time I didn't actually get, get the people. Sometimes I didn't actually get them, <laughs> but... Uh, it just looked, it was, visually, it looked real. So um, <laughs> stuff like that you can't really do as a good guy, you know? So mm-hmm. it was fun. Th- there was one time in, in New York where I, I stole, a, this is like a famous uh, story amongst many locker rooms that I'm in. Uh, I stole a little girl's pizza who was like three years old. Like I just came out and made my entrance. I just grabbed the slice of pizza, took a huge bite and threw it back at her. And uh her mother and her mother's sister and her father all hopped over the rail to get to me to try to kill me. Um, I couldn't do that as a good guy. Yeah. Uh, luckily, there was security there. Uh, that's a very long story, and uh, one day I'll tell it to you. Or I'll, It's been on a million podcasts that I've done that people have asked me about it, so I'll find a link somewhere. Um, but stuff like that I can't do as a good guy. So I was so out of my 15 years in the ring, I, I'd say I was a bad guy for at least 14. That's awesome. Yeah, so much fun. So one thing that you mentioned was that you you got into wrestling and you you know you got through all of the injuries and kept doing it because of passion. And I want to use that to seg into our conversation about Days Gone because Days Gone is something that you and I are both extremely passionate about. I mean, obviously, Absolutely. you know, I I put so much time and effort into doing the podcast and I moderate the subreddit and I'm just constantly playing the game and I do the Tuesday night live streams with Spornicus Rex where we talk about the game and play the game. I'm just, I'm fucking obsessed. And <laughs> I'm with you. And you, you know, that just, too, so. <laughs> just to touch on the wrestling thing really quick, even though I'm not doing it anymore, uh, as I became more and more in love with days gone, I was, my mind was thinking like, man, what, if I was still wrestling, what could I do to incorporate that, you know, the game into that? And I always think like, well, you know, when they introduce you, I weigh whatever I'm from, wherever I could always be, be from Bend, Oregon, or I could be from Camp Lost Lake, whatever, stuff like that. But I'm, I, even though I'm not physically in the ring anymore, I'm just backstage now because of my injuries. I'm still thinking of like, man, how can I incorporate this into this? And it's like, that's part of my passion for each, I think. I was wondering if there's a, when you were saying that, like, I know this wouldn't be possible with like licensing of characters and stuff like that, but what if you could have wrestling characters or whatever that's all characters from the game <laughs> that would be amazing i could be joe joey st john 
<laughs> I wouldn't be as sure as I would not be Joey Schizo. <laughs> right. <laughs> so okay, so tell me, how did you first discover Days Gone? Um, are you familiar with the YouTube channel Game Ranks? R A N X. Not no, I don't think I've seen that. They're a great channel. Love those guys. They make they release stuff every single day. Oh, um, damn. So uh, they do these like top ten. They do a lot of top ten stuff. Top ten, you know, uh, top ten RPGs of 2021 or top ten most games that sold the most in 2020, whatever. So it was something. And every month there's top ten games or just ten games that are coming out next month. So in uh, February of 2019 they did games that are coming. Oh, was it? It came out in uh, April, right? Was it April? Uh, yeah. So it was um, January, February, March. March. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes my brain just doesn't work. A lot of concussions. All those concussions. Of, <laughs> yeah. Get hit in the head a lot with chairs. Um, so in March of 2019, they did a 10 games coming out in April of 2019, and that was one of them. And they only showed small clips. And uh, I know it had, been, it had been announced at E3 in 2016. But then I never heard anything about it after that, so I'm like, oh, they must have just canceled it. I never bothered looking into it. I was like, okay, another zombie game where you just shoot a bunch of stuff and you have guns. Wonderful. There's a million of those. Okay. So it must not be coming out or it was canceled or I thought maybe they changed the name. Maybe that was just a working title. And then I saw that Game Ranks video and I was like, oh, that's that game that I was looking at. So I, I went right to the search bar and I was like, Days Gone. Uh, um, I think I had Days Gone E3 and watched that again. And eventually I came to, uh, I think it was John Garvin and maybe Jeff Ross. Uh, I don't remember if it was those two. I think Garvin was definitely involved. But there was a video called The First Hour of Days Gone Gameplay. Mm. And they it was them playing. I watched the whole thing, the whole, the whole thing, the whole thing straight through. Be this was before they changed uh, a lot of the content. So this was when there was still... Um, I call it choose your own adventure because I used to read those choose your own adventure books in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, they showed the part where uh, in the beginning you kill Leon, but it would pop up on the screen saying like, kill Leon, you know, let him go or shoot him oh. or whatever. So there were different options. And uh, I actually asked uh, John Garvin at lunch when I got to hang out with them, why they got rid of that. And it was because um, there were some, certain options where if you, chose certain options in certain order it would kill boozer and then you can't finish the game because boozer's in the end of the game and you need him for to blow up the thing and blah blah blah. you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. well i it's spoilers anyway you need boozer to finish the game okay he blows yeah. up crap there you go folks <laughs> i have spoiled so, the game so much for like, i know I, I, I don't know i don't know why i'm trying to hold back i've listened to every episode <laughs> Uh, I, know. So, yeah, I feel so, bad so, when so... I post about it on Reddit and I'm, I have to like tell people like, <laughs> if they're still playing the game, I'm like, hey, so I do this podcast. You're going to really like it, but please finish the game before you listen to it because right. I will spoil everything for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Uh, but so that was the reason why they got rid of those options because of the mostly because of the boozer thing. Um, but anyway, so I watched that and I was like, whoa, like I think I think the first thing that grabbed me was the hordes because mm -hmm. like. You can drive. You can drive down the street on the bike and kill two or three freaks. But then, you know, when you get five hundred of them running running towards you, and the one that they showed in that video was the sawmill. So I'm right. like, oh my god, this is insane! Like I have to try this. So I immediately pre-ordered it. Um, and uh, I, I pre-ordered, like I said before, I pre-ordered the first one, you know, the regular one. Then I fell in love with it. And then I got the collector's edition. Um, so basically, I discovered it through. Band of themselves through their through the YouTube video. So you get the game, 
you play the game. At what point do you realize you're falling in love with the game? Oh man, I, that's such a good question. I, I want to say like maybe towards like Lost Lake, like once you hit Lost Lake, because that's where t before that it really seems like it's like ah, I'm not a big Tucker fan, I'm not a big Copeland fan, um, but but those two camps feel like I'm just doing missions just to do like mm -hmm. Grand Theft Auto, like I'm just doing missions just to do missions, you know, until I get to like the middle of that when you meet the FBI guy in GTA, then that's where the where the story really kind of gets juicy. Um, I feel like it was like that in Days Gone, where like the first couple camps, it's just kind of like, okay, go do this, and you know, these guys kidnap this person and go get them back, and you know, blah blah blah, and and I mean, you're building up camp credits and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of teaching you how the trust and credit system works in the game. I get that, but it really didn't come together for me. I think it's a lost lake, and that's when I was like, whoa, like this is like there's something to this. This is not just a uh, and, and thankfully I've been corrected because they're not zombies. <laughs> uh, I was corrected in person, <laughs> uh, although I knew that, but, um, it, it was very much like, okay, this is not just another, let's go kill zombie. It's not another resident evil where I'm just going to go run around and kill zombies, or it's not another, you know, the last of us, which I absolutely love both of them, but it's not another one of those. This is <laughs> completely different. Like these are still living humans. And, uh, and you know, they're not zombies folks. Uh, I'm looking at yeah. the cameras so people can see me. Um, but yeah. Um, I, so I gotta say lost Lake, I think that's kind of when it started to like really, um, come together for me as a story as more than just the shoot 'em up game. No, same, same. And when you said it, it's kind of has like a GTA kind of feel. That's exactly how I felt. Like it, it felt kind of like a poor man's Grand Theft Auto and a <laughs> poor man's zombie game. And, and like, oh, that was my initial expectations I, I yeah the cover art doesn't really do it justice you know i i bought the game having not known anything about it previously i didn't see any gameplay or trailers or anything like that oh i, I did hear you talk about that you're like i'm just gonna buy this on amazon and see what it is it's probably gonna suck but i'll give it a shot yeah Whatever. i was like it's, it's gonna suck but it's gonna be like fun and entertaining yeah. and one of those games that you play a lot because it doesn't have any depth and, you know, obviously I was <laughs> oh, so fucking God. wrong. <laughs> yeah, right, right. God, was that an incorrect statement? I know, I know. Um, but it's funny that you say that it's Lost Lake at, uh, is the point at which you, that you realized the game was something special. Because that, right. I had the same thing. I think a lot of people, when you get to Lost Lake, that's when you're like, oh shit, this game has depth. And it has yeah, characters and it a has lot a of world. Meat to that and, story. Yeah, the meat. You start to feel the meat. You start to get all of the the kind of different little threads of the story. Um, yeah. You know, you start to realize what's going on, what's important. You really. It's not until that point that you really get into the emotional arc of Deacon's story. You know, finding Sarah, um, helping Boozer. You know that it it everything becomes emotional. It's not just it's not just about surviving, it's about living at that point. Correct. And the character's trying to find a way to to improve their lives and not just be in a survival mode. Because they've been in survival mode for two years, and yeah. now it's time to find out what happens next. How do you come out of that and, and make life worth living? Right. It's such a powerful, deep, emotional arc that all the characters go through. And that's one thing I love doing on the podcast is getting into these characters' minds and, and looking at their arcs and looking at how 
their stories are set up and how they pay off and what the point of all the stories is because they're right. not just independent little threads that add to deacons like they also have their own little nuances and and meanings right so yeah that's uh, lost lake is is kind of where it all starts to come together yeah right it starts to get really meaty right there and it's that's when i realized that like there's something to this like there's a story here like a real like i think i think playing through the lost lake section and and leaving and then come back later or whatever um that part makes me feel like these guys are my friends like in real life like this is more than just a game like i know these guys yeah they they're real people they're real characters right. yeah it feels like uh it feels like i can just like go out and hang out with deacon like you know after work or whatever it's weird it's like man this makes me feel like i'm part of it or or like they're actual they're real people it's insane it's kind of crazy how that happens but it's 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 this lost lake is like that's it for me that that that's like the my i gotta say it's my favorite camp yeah yeah for sure um who's your favorite character uh other than deacon i think iron mike oh yeah because because he stands for something yeah, and and uh, unfortunately, he, he reminds me of myself in that I always see the good in people. I, I don't care what bad crap you've done. Uh, if you're cool to me, you're cool. To, I mean, obviously within reason, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But if you're cool to me, you're cool to me. He, uh, in my opinion, Iron Mike, uh, kind of was the same way. Like with the with the whole treaty thing and and Carlos Jesse, and and you know always like kind of giving Schizo a second chance, I guess, stuff like that. Same thing, giving Deacon a second chance, because we, we learn before we get to Lost Lake that he had Deacon had been there before, and Iron Mike said, get the fuck out of here. If I see you again, you're dead. But he comes back anyway, and, and doesn't they shoot talk. Him. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And they talk, and Iron Mike's like, okay, you can stay here, you can work here, this is what we're going to do, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's like he always sees the good in people, and he gives them chance after chance after chance, which, again, reminds me of myself. <laughs> whether that's good or bad i mean that's not for me to judge but that's kind of how i how i uh how i see it so i, I gotta say other than I, I feel like everyone's favorite character is gonna be deacon or boozer one of the two but uh, i would say other than either of those two definitely iron mike yeah yeah it's funny um that you bring up iron mike's I, I just the last two episodes before this one were all about iron mike and one of the things that i mentioned is in the mission logs you find uh these are the mission logs that have like deacon's thoughts on each mission that you can access through the the story uh progression menu and one of the things he mentions is iron mike trust to a certain extent the rippers um with the treaty and everything because he he sees them as people right and he sees them like even though they are so different um and they do a lot of fucked up stuff um yes. he still thinks that they're worthy of of a chance they're worthy of an opportunity for redemption right. and that's that's kind of cool that's like what he's what he's trying to do for himself because he wants to find redemption for his own mistakes that he's made and like a tone yeah. for his own past and he extends that to everyone else so when deacon rolls back in it's like yeah i know i said i was going to shoot you if i ever saw you again yeah but you're still worthy of redemption right the the scene where Iron Mike dies, I like fucking wept. I'm Aww. like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe this. And I just played through it again a couple of weeks or a couple of nights ago. I posted a picture of it on Twitter. 
my Jesus Christ, this scene, just the intensity and the acting is just amazing. The acting is so fucking <sighs> good in this game. Yeah. Like everyone, Iron Mike is amazing. Um, I forget the the actor's name who who plays him, but I yeah. forget too. Everyone is just so fucking good. If they ever do a movie, I want uh, Jonathan, I forget his name from Breaking Bad, who plays Mike in that. I think he looks just like mm-hmm. him. Oh, I, yes. I, I forget his, Jonathan Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want him playing uh, Iron Mike in the movie. Yeah. Or the series, whatever. <laughs> so let's talk about, you You got to go to Bend Studio. Yeah. And meet some of the people that were involved in the game. Right. That's I mean, wow. Tell just I don't have any questions specifically, just tell me about that. <laughs> uh yeah. Um so when I my wife and I went in September, uh so three months ago. Yeah, three months. Little a little almost four months. Um so we went and we uh it was still closed for because of COVID reasons, the actual building itself. I mean plus uh we, I think, was it, I don't know, it was a Monday that we hung out. I was going to say, I think it was a weekend, so they would have been closed anyway, but that's not true. It was a Monday that we went out and did lunch together. Um, but I still got to go to the building and walk around in there, and just the doors were locked, but I got to peek through the window, and as soon as you walk into the main doorway, there's a life-size Deacon statue, and oh, I'm yeah. like, this is amazing. Like, can I just, just unlock the door for five minutes? Like, <laughs> I, I was with Kevin McAllister and, uh, and Eric Jensen, and Kevin is still kind of new. He's still he's still new. He's been there about are, six eight months. These are people who work at Bend, just to yes. clarify. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Actually, Kevin was the super fan like us, and he got hired. Mm-hmm. Um. So he was there with us at the time, and uh, and I was with Eric Jensen, and uh, they were like, oh, neither one of us has the keys. I'm like, oh man, I just want a picture with that life size Deacon. It's Aww. so cool, man. Um. But yeah, so. Uh, so we got to go, I was just a super fan. I mean, just like I said, just like Kevin, the only difference is Kevin got hired. They had, they had an open position, so they hired him and we started, him and I had been talking since he came out. I, we, we were in each other's streams all the time. Kevin ran, uh, do you know what, I don't know if you were, uh, oh, you may not have been playing at the time yet, but when did you start playing the game? Sorry. I started playing in April of 2021. Oh, oh, 2021. Oh my yeah. God. You're still kind of new. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. I, I know. I, I'm so, really late to the party. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right. So I love that you're this into it already and you've only been playing for a few months. I think that's awesome. I didn't realize that. Uh, I thought you'd have been playing from the start. No, no, I am incredibly late to the party. Um, and I regret that I could have been playing hey, days gone for more of my life, but yes, better late than never. <laughs> definitely. So then you're not aware, or you might be aware of, but you weren't around for Days Gone Week. Um, no, I'm not. I, I, what was that? What is uh, that? So the first year it came out, everyone fell in love with it. Everyone that everyone that didn't review it beforehand, at least. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so uh, that was April to April. So April 2020, we did something called Days Gone Week that Kevin put together. And it was basically just a week full of like live streams and podcasts and uh, God, what else? YouTube stuff. And, and there were giveaways. A bunch of us did giveaways. I was given um, a couple of codes, uh, download codes through the PlayStation store or PlayStation network uh, to give away in my streams. 
and it was great. I streamed every single day that week, and I got like 110 new followers on my Twitch. It was wonderful. Nice. But it was just basically to celebrate this game that we all loved. So April 2021, Kevin had already had just gotten hired shortly before that. Um, and uh, so he, so now he didn't have, because he's from the East Coast. He's actually from New Jersey, where I live. Uh, he was in, I think he was living in Virginia or Atlanta, Georgia at the time. So between him, like having to move and start this new job and blah, 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 he didn't have time to do a whole week. So we ended up doing Days Gone Day, which was just on the anniversary, which I still don't, I think it was April 2nd, April 19th. I don't remember. Somewhere in April. Um, so we did Days Gone Day, which basically was all of Days Gone Week crammed into a day. So there was like 30 something streams and it was like people, people's streams were overlapping, but, but viewers were hopping from stream to stream to stream and there was like Twitter polls and Twitter chats and YouTube videos and, and again, more giveaways and stuff. It was so cool. Like I was so happy that Kevin asked me to be a part of it both times. Um, so anyway, <laughs> once he got hired, he remembered me. Hey, this guy's a super fan. Like, hey, man, why, you should come out and hang out once sometime and come to Bend. And first, but before that, my wife had already said when when we had been playing the game, because uh, much like you and I had talked about earlier, uh, I would play the game and my wife would watch. She would lay on her, I, there's a couch behind me. She would lay on a couch and watch. Um, she, like me, loves um, story games, like mm-hmm. single player mostly but some kind of story behind it uh gta which has got a wacky story but i'm italian there's a lot of mob guys in gta so it fits she's italian as well so it fits i'm not i mean the mafia doesn't exist only in video games <laughs> of course. but um <laughs> yeah of course but like games like that and like last of us last of us two uh days gone you know she likes that kind of um that kind of storytelling so we were we had already fallen in love with it by then. This was probably early 2021. And she was like, we, we tried to do one vacation trip a year if we can. Um, doesn't always happen, but we tried to. Last year, obviously, we couldn't because of COVID. But she was like, we should try to go to Bend this year and, and check out, uh, you know, all the, the the locations that are in the game that are real places. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you serious? Like, really? You You would do that? Like... Because I'm 9,000% gamer. She's like 90% gamer. So she doesn't play a lot, but she mm-hmm. likes to watch. So I'm like, even though I'm the one that's more into games than her, this was her idea. So I instantly I was blown away. <laughs> I was like, Aww. if you're serious, I would love to do that. Like, that would be so cool. So she was like, yeah, let's figure it out. So we figured it out. And that's when I told Kevin, I was like, hey, uh, my wife and I are coming to uh, coming to hang out, coming to Bend. And uh, he was like, hey, you should come out. We can hang out. You know, I'll introduce you to them. Maybe you can meet some of the guys that made the game and blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, really? So that's when I started talking to, like, Jeff Ross and John Garvin and Eric Jensen and Nathan Whitehead, who did the music. Um, him and I spoke for a different reason, which you know um, earlier than that. But uh, he, he wasn't there. He doesn't live in Bend. But uh, so I had spoken to a bunch of the guys that worked there. And basically, John Garvin and Jeff Ross are the guys that, the, the the whole game is their idea. So they're the creators, writers, directors, whatever you want to call it. So those were like the two main guys. Mm-hmm. So when I um when I first got the opportunity and Kevin and I talked about me going out there and maybe hanging out, I was like, yo, what about these two guys? And then I started <laughs> I just started talking talking to them online on Twitter. And eventually they both followed me and we were like, all right, let's set this up. 
So I was like, dude, are you guys serious? Like, I'm just a fan, man. Like, I, you know, I'm just some guy that loves your game. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, we're not, you know, we're not in this. Uh, I, I forgot uh, wh- which one of them said it, but they're like, you know, we're not in that mindset. We're like, you're here and we're like way up here. Like, dude, we're right there with you. Like, we love games too. You know, like that's like yeah. the bottom line. So I was like, this is like totally amazing. Like I'm getting this opportunity just to hang out with these guys. And, uh, and we went, so we went there, we, we did a whole bunch of stuff. We, we got there on Saturday, I think September 4th. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or sorry, Saturday, Sunday, we did, uh, like the lava caves, the, the mm-hmm. horde lava caves. We did that. Um, I actually never put the video on YouTube, but I have to. Uh, so we did that. We did, uh, uh, Iron Butte or, uh, Black Butte. It's called in real life. It's called Black Butte in the game. It's Iron Butte. Uh, we did Lost Lake. We did, um, Belknap Hot Springs. Uh, Monday we did lunch <laughs> with, uh, with Jeff Ross, John Garvin, uh, Eric Jensen and Kevin at some place called like uh rat by the water or some crap. I don't remember the name of it, some wacky name, but, uh, but it was so awesome. And, uh, we got to, t- you know, I got to take a picture with all of them and hang out and just, we just, for an hour, it was just like being with guys I had always known. Like That's they were so asking cool. me wrestling stories and I was asking them video game stories. It was really cool. Uh, it was, uh, e- easily my greatest vacation ever. <laughs> That's amazing. You mentioned, uh, Nathan Whitehead, who was the composer. He did all the music for the game. Um, and you said you talked to him. Do you want to tell the story of why you talked to him? Uh, yeah. Um, so my wife and I got married. Uh, oh my God. Wait, it's been two years. What is this? 2021? Mm-hmm. 20, yeah. So 2019. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's going to hear this. <laughs> like, so her hey. and I got married September 8th, 2019, uh, <clears throat> about four or five months after the game came out. And we were just talking about wedding plans. And she was like, you know, for, for music, like when I come out, I don't want to do the boring like wedding march that everyone does for the last, you know, three, 4,000 years, whatever it is. Uh, like I want something different. I want to, I want to do something different. I want to be, I want it to be different. I don't want to just do the same old thing. So I'm going to listen to a bunch of stuff and I'm going to, I'll find something. Okay, cool. Whatever. So, you know, so I don't remember at what point in the game, um, the song Sarah's theme is, I'm assuming it's when you first find her, but I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I don't remember, but, um, we were in the car and the, the, the days gone soundtrack is something that I have on in my car a lot when I'm not listening Mm -hmm. to podcasts. Uh, and that song came on and I think it's like four minutes long or something like that. And, uh, at two minutes and seven seconds, she goes, that's it. I said, that's what, what, ha- what happened? Like I thought she, I thought she was pissed off. Like, that's it. I'm like, what do you mean? What's what? And she was like, that's the song. And I'm starting it right there at that. So I rewound it Aww. and 207. So the DJ at the wedding started at 207. Um, I don't know if you saw the video. I mm-hmm. think I, you yeah, did, you right? Okay. Me. Yeah. Yeah, so uh so I um tweeted that video just in general and then uh I tweeted it again and tagged like nine of the Ben Studio guys that that I just knew worked on the game and I was like, Hey, uh I assume this group would appreciate this. Like I got married Sunday. I think it was the day after actually. Like I got married yesterday. Uh, my wife came down the aisle to Sarah's theme from the Days Gone soundtrack. Everyone's like, oh, my God, that was awesome. That was so cool. And I think it was Eric Jensen that tagged Nathan White. Nathan Whitehead's name is so long on Twitter. It's 
it's just it's just full it's at nathan whitehead so i'm like man i can't even fit that in a tweet so <laughs> so uh eric tagged him was like have you seen this and he responded like oh my god that's awesome so cool such an honor like i'm so proud that my music can be used on your special Aww. day blah, blah blah it was really really cool and uh it, it comes up once in a while now um i forget who it was but there's somebody that works for Bend, or for uh, worked on the game, I should say, that I still that I talk to on Twitter once in a while that uh, re- that refers to me as the wedding guy. <laughs> but yeah, it was so cool. So so yeah, it, it was cool just to have Nathan respond to it and be like, "Yo, this is so cool! Like, yeah. I'm honored that my music was played at your wedding. Like, this is not something that I'd ever thought of or expected to happen or anything, but I appreciate it and it's really cool." So like uh, that's always like going to be in my heart like that song. Yeah, and think about it from his point of view as well. Like he's essentially, I mean, obviously an incredibly talented individual, incredibly talented musician, but he's just he's doing his job. You know, he's right. hired to make the music, yeah, and he obviously put a lot of yeah. passion into it, and and a lot of uh, a lot of his skills and talent. But to have someone use something you create in a wedding, you know, yeah. someone's most special day of their life potentially make me cry <laughs> and it's like that just must have meant so much to him and to everyone who worked on the on the game um, yeah you know, I, I, i'm I, I thought i just like i said i thought it was so cool that eric tagged him yeah and uh it was it was really cool for him to respond and like i said it's come up again since then um and it's always like oh this is so cool or, or somebody else that works there maybe that i'm not aware of will will see it like that's mm-hmm. how uh uh, I forget the guy's name. I want to say the bald guy with the beard, but that's that can describe Jeff Ross too. Uh, I forget the guy's name now, but he just tweeted me yesterday now. But he saw it like months later, um, just from somebody that somebody that I tagged from Ben that retweeted it, and he was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" And then I looked at his his, his uh, Twitter, and I'm like, "Damn, you're in Ben. I was just there in September. We could have hung out. <laughs> like you could have had lunch with us or whatever." But uh, but yeah, it was just so cool that that many people there got to see it. Mm-hmm. And again, Nathan, the man himself, saw it and and sent me some really nice words. And it was really cool, man. It was like I said, he said like, not something I would have expected, uh, and it really touched him. And it was awesome. That's so cool. So you also had a conversation with your wife about future baby names, Days yes. Gone Inspired. Uh, no, not at first. So so. Um, so she's just always loved the name Sarah. All right. So that's kind of just in general. She always loved the name. So we, so we always talked, once we started getting serious and we got engaged and talked about having a family and blah, blah, blah. Uh, we have no kids, right? No children right now, but, um, maybe someday, but she always said, uh, if I ever, ever, if I ever have a daughter, I want to name her Sarah. I just like the name Sarah. Okay, cool. I like the name Sarah. Fine with me. Um, her mother's name was Irene. So when her mom passed away in 2015, she's like, you know what? If we ever have a daughter, I'm going to name her Sarah Irene, like Irene in honor of my mother, the middle name after named after my mother. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So then fast forward four years, we fall in love with Days Gone and we get to the point where uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to cry because I'm thinking about her mom. We get to the point where it's revealed that Sarah Whitaker's middle name is Irene. And we're like, Mm -hmm. we both looked at each other and we're like, holy shit, Sarah Irene, like, this is the game for us. <laughs> like oh. that kind of just solidified more that like there's, I don't know, this sounds weird, but I've said it before and I still kind of think like uh, it's weird, but there's so much of us in that game, I think, which again, sounds weird, but there's a lot of similarities. I think 
between uh, my wife and I and our relationship and how, how close we are and Deacon and Sarah and how close they were and then become again later. Mm-hmm. So just the, but the fact that the name thing, it was revealed that that was her middle name when we got to that scene, just like hit us both. And we were like, whoa, like that's wild. Because she had already been saying that for months before the game even came out. Years, really, yeah. before the game came out. And then we get to that part. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's that's us, dude. That's <laughs> I crazy. call her dude a lot. <laughs> I call my mom dude, so it's okay. <laughs> that's too funny. All right, so I want to loop back around to your wrestling experience. And I wanted to ask you, which character from Days Gone would A, make the best wrestler? And B, which character would you most want to body slam? <laughs> well, Schizo would be B, <laughs> and A Obviously. would be the Breaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they already look like they're on steroids. Yeah. So when when my wife and I first started playing this game together, and uh, and we were getting into it or whatever, I couldn't... I, I, well, you've already learned I have a horrendous memory. So I don't know how I'm even remembering all this stuff. It's just because how much I love this game, it's easy to remember. But I have a terrible memory just from concussions and being hit in the head a lot and chairs and weapons and all this other stuff. So uh, I couldn't remember the terms breaker and reacher when I started when I was playing the game, when I would get to those points. So it's always even now that I remember breaker and I know which one they are and I remember reacher and know which one they are. It's always been I've always referred to them as the steroid guy <laughs> and the guy with hair. The werewolf because guy. the reachers have hair. Yeah, I was thinking of them as werewolves. Oh, the werewolf guy. Right, right, right. That's pretty <laughs> funny too, actually. So that's yeah. how I remember them. The steroid guy and the hair guy. The guy with hair. Mm-hmm. So the steroid guy would be the breaker. That would be probably the best, uh, at least physically, uh, wrestler, I would say. For sure. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a good question. I, like that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I think if I, if I was a wrestler and I knew how to body slam someone, which I do not, I would choose David Gorman the intern from Cloverdale who fucked everything for everyone and killed like a billion people or several billion yeah. people. Like he's the one who's like, fuck schizo, but he's the one, David Gorman is the one who's responsible for everything. Or maybe yeah, Jim you know from Cloverdale. Fucking Cloverdale people. The security guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. Uh, when you bring up David Gorman's name um, and schizo, I almost think that David Gorman is the bigger villain than schizo because of what you just said schizo Uh, is just a guy trying to do whatever it takes to survive and Uh, sure don't don't make me like him (laughs) don't make me give him any credit please (laughs) i mean he's an asshole but i don't think he's he's not trying to be evil he makes bad fucking choices and he's selfish yeah and he gets people killed but iron mike gets a lot of people killed iron mike gets more people killed than schizo Arguably. So it's Deacon, and we're supposed to love so, him. Exactly. You know, and we do. No one is perfect uh, in this world, but David Gorman, he's the one who gave us this world. So fuck yeah, you David know what? Gorman. That's a really good point. <laughs> fuck David Gorman. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to get a shirt that says that. Um, oh, you know what? Let me let me just circle back really quick to the to the lunch we, that I had with those guys. So Jeff Ross was wearing, uh, I know listeners can't see it, but it's the, I'm wearing right now the plain black, just the Days Gone logo. The back of it's got the... Broken Road something or other. I don't even remember. Um, but uh, Jeff, so Jeff Ross was wearing this shirt at when we went to lunch or whatever. And I, so I, I said beforehand, uh, we, we have a group chat now. That's another thing that blows my mind. I have a group chat now with Jeff Ross and John Garvin, Eric Jensen and Kevin, uh, Kevin McAllister. I'm like, this is insane. 
Um, by the way, when Kevin got hired in my eyes, he went from super fan to like celebrity. So now I'm like, Oh my God, dude, I'm not worthy. <laughs> but, um, I told those guys like weeks ahead of time when we were planning this, I'm like, I promise I'm not going to fanboy for anything. Okay. Well, <laughs> obviously I might have some questions game related and about sequel related and stuff like that, but I'm not going to fanboy. So they're, they're all like, okay, no problem. It's fine. It's fine. So I have a days gone wallet that, uh, I don't have on me right now, but, uh, my, my wallet is, um, uh, God, I don't even remember now. It's got the, the mongrels, I think the mongrels logo on the back. It's got days gone, like sewn when you open it, it's got it on the inside. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I took that out cause I paid for lunch. What a nice guy I am. So, uh, I, so I took that out and I was like, look, I, I told you I wasn't going to fanboy. This is the only piece of Days Gone merch I have here. Of course, my wife's like, no, there's shirts in the car. I'm like, mm, relax. Shush, shush. <laughs> yeah. But luckily they signed my, uh, they signed a shirt for me too. Aww. But anyway, so Jeff, Jeff Ross wore this shirt and I was like, dude, I would love to get one of those shirts. I've never seen them on sale anywhere. And he goes, uh, yeah, these were, these were given to employees, you know, staff that worked on the game or whatever. Do you want one? And I'm like, I would love to get one. But like I said, I, I tried to buy it and I never found it. He's like, oh, I'll just give you mine. I'm like, but you're wearing it. He goes, yeah, that's okay. I'll just take it off. Just take it off. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, no, I'm okay, man. It's fine. Plus it was he a medium and I'm. offered you his yeah. shirt, his t-shirt that yes. he was wearing. Absolute class guy. I love Jeff Ross. I love John Garvin too. And Eric and Kevin. I love all those guys. But but yeah, he was like, I'll just take this one off and give it to you. I'm like, no, man, it's okay. We're in like a public <laughs> restaurant. It's all right, man. It's... So then when we left, he was like, oh, give me your address and I'll send you something. So I'll send you I'll send you a shirt. So he sent me the shirt, and they sent me a uh, a gift package. Basically, I didn't know when or what was coming or if anything was coming, because, like I said, I was just asked for my address because Jeff was going to send me the shirt. I didn't realize I was going to get a whole box of stuff, which was amazing. So they sent me this. They sent me uh, I don't know. Oh, there's a bandana over there. There's a mongrels logo patch with the dog chewing through the chain. And the uh, the main event of the gift package was this. I showed you the picture. Uh, it's a poster of I think it's the cover art from the original the original PlayStation release. The cover art from that, and it's signed by everyone that worked on it. And it's so cool. I had it framed. It's I'm pointing at it, but I know you can't see it. Um, <laughs> uh, I had it framed. It, oh, here's a funny story. Uh, can I just go into one? Oh, other? Yeah, yeah. Please do. So my wife and I brought this to a place called Hobby Lobby, which is close to us, mm -hmm. that does, it's an arts and crafts store, so they do framing. So I brought the poster there. Um, I said, hey, you know, I want to have this framed, whatever you got that fits this size, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I drop it off. The woman's like, okay, no problem. Come back in about 30 minutes, and it'll be, I'll have it for you. I'm like, okay. So we left. Uh, I think we went and got food or something. So we came back, uh, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes, something like that. And uh, a different girl. Oh no, sorry. Uh, the same girl was at was at the counter, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Oh, uh, let me go get the other girl." And I'm like, "I don't know what you mean." I said, "But I said I gave it to you. Was there a problem that someone else had to take care of something?" Or she's like, "No, no, no. Just give me a second." I'm like, "Okay." So she goes in the back, and this other girl comes out with the poster, and she's like, "Oh, is is this for you?" I go, "Yeah." She's like, "I love this fucking game." I'm like, "Whoa." <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, yeah, I play it, and my boyfriend watches, and and he there's a couch in our in our game room and at home, and he watches, and I play it, and I just love. 
I love all the characters and Deacon and Boozer and Sarah, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I play it and she sits on the couch and my wife was with me. Oh. Like she sits on the couch and watches like, this is amazing. That's what so I'm talking like, about. Like no one, sorry to interrupt, but like no one just says, oh yeah, I've played Days Gone. It was all right. Everyone's oh, yeah, like, yeah. this Everyone's game is like, fucking amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and to have this like employee yell out fuck at her job in front of me, I was like, whoa, wow. Like you really love the game. I love this fucking game. But she was like, oh man, like I love like, Iron Mike and, and Lost Lake and blah, blah, blah. So she named off a, a bunch of stuff. So I knew that she knew what she was talking about. Um, but she's like, I, uh, I saw this when you guys brought this in and I asked the other girl if I could do it myself, the framing, because it's such a cool piece and I wanted to just be a part of it. I'm like, that's totally cool. I'm like, I got a shirt that they signed too, that I'm going to eventually get that framed. And, uh, and you can do that too. And I, I just haven't brought it in yet, but, um, but that was really cool. I just wanted to throw that little story out there. That's awesome. All right, so I have one last question I want to ask you. Days Gone 2, what would you like to see in a sequel? And do you think we'll ever get a sequel? Um, what I would like to see in a sequel? Uh, first of all, I, 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 I don't think we're going to get one. I think if... I mean, I guess Days Gone is already out on PC. I was going to say, if the PC does PC version does crazy numbers, maybe it'll be considered, because what I understand from the article that was released was that they pitched it in 2019, which it was less than a year old at that point. Mm-hmm. So hopefully now Sony sees... And I know there was that petition that got like 150,000 signatures. Um, I hope that Sony sees that and says like, okay, I know that Bend is working on something new right now, but... um which I asked about and was told, nope, sorry. Like, okay. <laughs> Don't ask. Uh, we can't tell you. <laughs> I even a- yeah. I even asked, asked uh, Jeff Ross's wife who was with us at lunch. I was like, so what do you know about this new thing? And, she, and Jeff Ross doesn't work for the company anymore, but I thought maybe she would have heard something. Yeah. And she was like, I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know about these games. Like her and my <laughs> wife talked about like food or whatever the whole time. But um, yeah, I, I, I really hope Sony reconsiders. Because again, it was two years ago. I mean, it was the year the game came out. You, you hardly can see um, sales numbers at that point. Even mm-hmm. though, uh, you know, it's probably going to be the biggest when it comes out, as opposed to people buying it like you know in drips and drabs over the course of the next few years. Um, but I, 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 I pray that they reconsider. I mean, it, it, it doesn't. This is not a game that does not deserve a sequel. This game deserves a sequel, mm-hmm. especially with the way they left it off with the, the O'Brien ending. Yeah, I mean, it's right there. Like that's the sequel. The only, the only thing that makes sense is to just continue the story. Uh, but at the same time, Jeff Ross and John Garvin aren't there anymore. So, right. I, you know, on the other, on one hand, like I absolutely need a sequel. Like I need it. I just, I need it to live. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm and I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the a song from that soundtrack when we renew our wedding vows in ten years <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. But on the other hand, the two guys that whose brainchild this was no longer work for the company, so I don't know if I'm ready to see, <clears throat> if I'm ready to see somebody else's vision of their, or somebody else's direction of their vision. I don't know. Right, and also, I mean, the, my understanding of the game industry is the way that it works is Sony would own the IP, so Sony could technically give it to, say, Naughty Dog or whoever, like another studio. They don't have to give it to Bend. So you could end up with a sequel that is wow. just done by completely different people that have yeah. no 
that had no involvement in the first game. And I don't know, maybe that would be fine and it would be an awesome game. Maybe it would just be a completely different kind of game. I don't know. You mentioned Naughty Dog. I, I think a Days Gone 2 made by Naughty Dog would be awesome. <laughs> I would love yeah. to see Deacon and Boozer pop up in The Last of Us 3. Mm-hmm. I, I want a Last of Us 3, first of all. But it would be so cool if there was some kind of cross thing there. Um, the, I, I think the only issue with that is any other company, unless John and Jeff are there, it's like they're not emotionally involved in those characters no. in that story. You but know, if they and did, like, I'm imagining like a sequel done by completely different people. Like if Sony just said, hey, we want to do a sequel, they yeah. they can just put whoever they want on the sequel that's true they um, so you could just get you know new creative people with new yeah. it, i'm not saying it would be it would necessarily satisfy a lot of the fans of the original game it might right. have a different feel but like sony could just decide to do that um yeah. and you know all all creative people are passionate about what they're creating so i think it would be really cool to see a different creator's vision of a story i don't think you could pick up again with deacon and boozer maybe lisa would be a way to do a new character and kind of do almost like a little bit almost of a reboot like sort of the same game but with a different character but you have that same you know leveling up like she starts out she's a biker and she's cool and everything but she starts out pretty weak and you can kind of level her up and tell her emotional story whatever that may be yeah she Um, uh, actually that would be a cool idea too like the Days Gone, the like, like, uh, like Solo, a Star Wars story would be like Days Gone, the Lisa story, or whatever. Yeah. That would be kind of cool too, almost as like a spinoff, maybe not a direct sequel, but as like a spinoff like a DLC or something. Yeah, like the lot, like uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. kind of not really a fifth part of the of the uh, the series, but it was. But it was much smaller was like and part, shorter to finish than the rest of it. Part four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as what I would want to see in a sequel, uh, I, I saw people online that were talking about this recently uh, that were like, yo, Deacon should just become a freaker and kill everybody. Like, no, he shouldn't. <laughs> no, he spent two years trying to find his wife. Now he finds her and he's like, kill her? Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Like, I can't see, I can't see that. I would love to see where the um, O'Brien story goes. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know if so. When I first saw the secret, it's it's funny. I I I um I talked about this on Twitter with a couple of people recently. But when I first saw the secret, the secret ending, as they call it, the O'Brien ending after, because a lot of people finish the game and they're like, all right, it's done. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, no, 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 keep going, dude, yeah. keep going. There's a bunch of like, extra missions that happen after the credits, extra yes, chords that pop a up, lot more. and then the air quote secret ending, the O'Brien yeah. ending, that is kind of the big sort of cliffhanger. And you get Lisa's ending, the ending of her story, doesn't pop yeah. up until after the credits. Right, and I think a lot of people either miss that or don't even realize that that there's stuff to do after it's finished. But mm-hmm. the first time I... The first time I saw the O'Brien ending, first of all, was when I did it myself. I didn't, like, watch it on... I had heard about a secret O'Brien ending, never knew what that meant. But I didn't, like, go look for it on YouTube or something. I just... I waited till I got to it myself. And uh, it's funny because when he jumps into the helicopter and you can tell that he's, like, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. I, I was, like... I looked at my wife and I was, like, what the fuck? 
And then I turn and back then to the screen and, says, and they zoom the in on Deacon <laughs> and Deacon goes, what the fuck? I'm like, whoa, that's wild, man. Like I could have wrote uh, this. <laughs> there is nothing else you can say in that moment. Exactly. What the exactly. fuck? <laughs> yes. Like what the fuck just happened? But I would yeah. love to see where that story was going to go. Yeah. Like I, I asked when I asked at lunch, like what's up with the sequel, man? Like, and they were like, we were told no. And that's still where it stands right now. And I'm like, you got to give me some some juice. Like, I need to know some stuff that was going to happen. And Eric Jensen was like, I I know a ton of the stuff that we were working on for the sequel, but I can't say anything still. Aww. And I'm like, well, that only means to me that maybe someday. And he's <laughs> like, he's like, no, we can't say anything because it wasn't anything that was released. So right. we don't want to cause any speculation. So we can't. Like, oh, you're killing me, man. I'm like, you know what? Just DM it to me on Twitter. He's like, no, no, then it's in writing that I said it. I'm like, no, okay, yes. I get it. You're going to so, get a lot of people in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. But I did ask. Uh, I, I, In fact, I posted in the in the Reddit group before I went. I was like, oh, man, I'm getting, to, I'm so excited. I'm getting to go to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, yo, can you ask him this? Can you ask him this? Can you ask him that? I'm like, hey, I'll ask all your, all your stuff. And uh, the only thing I asked about was a sequel. And I'm like, oh, I knew I wasn't going to get any answers, but yeah. it was worth just saying something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta ask. It was so, it was so cool going up there though. Like lost Lake is literally a lost Lake. Like you go there and there's nothing there. So there's like a, the, the lake dries up at a certain point every year. I don't really remember oh. uh, the time frame, but so it's a, it's a regular lake. It's a big, huge lake. And then at a certain time of the year, it dries up and mm. there's sinkholes and it goes down into those lava caves. That's what fills. That's where the water goes. And then it rains and rains and rains and it fills up the lake again. It's, that's why it's called Lost Lake. That's cool. Uh, it was, it's really cool. Yeah. We, we stayed at a cabin in, uh, in Belknap, uh, hot springs. We, we actually swam in the hot springs, which is really cool. Nice. There's yeah, it's 212 degrees and there is a, um, there's some kind of filter that they have on the campgrounds that filters it uh, and or not filters. It cools it down to 106. So they cut it in half. I was going to say 212 is boiling. Is it not? Right. Yeah. So 106 degrees you can go in, but it's, but they don't have um, like, it's not filled up like a regular swimming pool. Is it, it actually comes from the hot springs. You can watch the water line, uh, not waterline. I don't know what it's called. The river or stream or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. You can actually watch the the flow. Jesus, that's the word. Um, go from where it is all the way into the pool. It's so cool to see. It's uh, you're on the west coast. You got to go. I mean, it's yeah. not even. It's not that far. You got to go check it out. It's, it's on my so list. cool. It's it's yeah, definitely oh, going to be. Yeah, we we want to go back because there was stuff that we didn't get to see that we just couldn't fit in, like uh, Wizard Lake or uh, sorry, Wizard Island. Diamond Lake that was closed when we went there. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember why they were redoing some part of it, so they weren't allowing people there, so we couldn't go. Uh, luckily, there's an airport like within 35, 40 minutes of there, so we want to go there next time and just go to that airport. We 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 went to uh, Portland, mm-hmm. which is a little bit north of of uh, I think three hours north of Diamond Lake. So um, uh, it was it was I, I it was. It was okay that we couldn't go because of the time it would have taken us to get there and back. But at the same time, I really want to check it out because the island is just like the island. Like you yeah. look at it on the map in the game and then you look at the real map and I'm like, this is the same. It's I remember the same when thing. I first saw it in the game and I was like, this looks kind of 
it, it looks a little fantastical. You know, it's like this weird cone-shaped island. Yeah. It just doesn't look real. And I'm like, okay, well, it's a video game. Sure, I can suspend my disbelief. No worries. Yeah. And then after I finished the game, I saw that, that there are so many places in the game that are real. And I found Wizard Island. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. That's actually what it looks like. That's actually legitimately yep. what it looks like. So many yeah. of the places in the game are... <clears throat> almost exactly the same as in real life like some of the stores and the gas stations and the diners yeah. and things like that it's crazy yep yeah you go, i i have to put that uh that lava caves video on uh on youtube yes. and I'll, I'll link it to you i don't know why i haven't yet we went in in september <laughs> speaking of youtube you have a youtube channel where you create a whole bunch of content do you want to plug that real quick uh yeah just youtube.com slash joey image tv um my username is joey image tv on every social media platform facebook twitter i don't know twitch youtube uh i just made a tiktok the other day i don't understand it but i made it i don't uh -oh. know why uh so just joey image tv everywhere emails uh joey image gmail.com that's the only thing that's not tv awesome all right i have a couple things before we wrap up Every Tuesday night, you can find me on the Spornicus Rex YouTube channel for a collaborative live stream playthrough of Days Gone. He goes into gameplay tactics and strategy. I discuss the story and characters and all of the amazing details of the game. You can watch live on the Spornicus Rex YouTube channel every Tuesday at 6pm Pacific. And if you can't tune in live, the streams are still available to watch afterwards. You can support the Days Gone podcast by heading over to buymeacoffee.com slash daysgonepod, where you can throw a little money in the tip jar if you're feeling generous. That really helps me with the overhead costs of running the show. And I want to say a big thank you to Ian for buying me a coffee this week. You can also support the podcast by leaving a review or giving us a thumbs up. That really helps the algorithm do its thing so more people can find the show. And feel free to give us a share on social media or spread the word to everyone in your life who loves Days Gone. All right, Joey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with me. This has been really, really fun. Thank you so much for having me. This is, I could have went, I could, I could go another two hours of talking with you. This is amazing. Thank you so much. You can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter-arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out. Weaver out.